from getting a proper diagnosis, even through his end of life. But I had to turn uh, this anger into a positive. So when I brought a smartphone, <laughs> I went into my car, and I just started to do videos, raising awareness on early onset, showing that picture and talking about caregiving. I figured, <laughs> who's going to listen to me? <laughs> no one's going to listen to me. And I, would, I was in a lot of support groups, and I would put my videos and support groups that would let me, and I started to get responses. And, Dory, I was overwhelmed. I would cry when I would read the comments, because I, I am an empath, and I'm very sensitive, and I was just so touched that people would say, Betsy, you're saying what I'm thinking, but I won't say it. One uh, young woman said, Betsy, I was going to commit suicide. This gets me really verklempt. And you gave me a lifeline. I owe you my life. That's profound. That's that really powerful. is. Um, and people would say, Betsy, you're really brave. No, I'm not brave. <laughs> I am mad, and I have to use, I have to turn this into a positive. So it became my passion, and it always will be. Um, people don't know about early onset. They didn't know 10 years ago about early onset. Uh, we were told Matt was too young. He wasn't too young. You could get Alzheimer's at any age, and younger people are getting it. I'm a strong believer, Dory, in education. There's so much information out there for caregivers. There's no excuse not to be educated. I'm a Jersey girl, my father's daughter. I tell it like it is. Um, I don't want to hear. I don't have time. If you could binge on Netflix, you can binge on getting yourself educated. Because when a person is educated, a caregiver, their life will be less stressful. They will know how to handle their loved one, and their loved one will have a better quality of life. Can you change the disease? No. We can't stop this disease, but we can enjoy life as much as possible and give our loved ones a life that's pleasing, that will help them till the end of their time. Live your life. Don't sit there and worry about dying, how you're going to handle your loved one's death. Live. And I say, we kick Alzheimer's ass. How do you do that, Betsy? You do that by living your life. You celebrate every holiday, every birthday, every anniversary. Doesn't matter if they remember. Matt didn't remember. I celebrate it anyway. And I still celebrate even though Matt is gone. I still celebrate his birthday, anniversary, and I don't care what people think. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so, Betsy, why is self-care so important for the caregivers? Because oh, let's great. face it, as you are giving care, so often we <clears throat> tend to put ourselves on the back burner. Why should you not do that? Yeah, that's a good question, Dory. I'm, as a Jersey girl, I'm going to be very blunt here again because this is how I roll. Self-care is a matter of life and death, literally. The caregiver's life or death. If you as a caregiver want to enjoy life during caregiving and after you need to do self-care. Now, I'm not talking about 
going to a spa or going away on vacation. Oh, that would be nice, but who can afford that? Um, I know I couldn't. When I mean self-care, I also mean taking care of your soul. Do what feeds your soul. Take a, a bath. Hopefully you have someone watching your loved one. Deep breathe even. Just to deep breathe and get yourself calm. Exercise. Go for a walk. Um, listen to shows. I used to listen to um, inspiring uh, shows, uh, TED Talks. I used to listen, uh, and I still listen to those. Um, different podcasts. It doesn't have to be, you know, getting your nails done. Oh, that's nice too. But, And I know it's hard to get that balance. Because we always feel guilty when we're away from our loved ones, especially when they get close to the end. Very difficult. It was very difficult for me to take time away, but I had to recharge because, as they say, you know, you can't serve from an empty vessel. And so many caregivers, Dory, die either during caregiving or right after because they're not taking care of themselves. Now, I put off some things because uh, I I had no choice, but I did go to the doctor, um, and I am very grateful I made it through caregiving with minor issues. I, I give God the glory for that. Um, I have to. I guess I come again. There were times I didn't even think I could put one foot in front of the other. I have fibromyalgia, and I suffer from migraines, and I'd come home from work exhausted. And I also had help. My son, Josh, who has a cognitive disability, was a wonderful blessing. He was a wonderful caregiver to his dad. And I'll tell you what, Josh might have trouble processing and understanding, but Dory, he understood more about Alzheimer's than so-called intelligent people. He got it. He understood. And he was proud to be a caregiver. And I made sure Josh went out. Josh went out every Friday or he went out on Saturday because children, even though he's an adult, they need time for themselves and to socialize. And we need a self-care for children. Very important. You need to let your children vent to you without judging them. Let them tell you that caregiving sucks. It does. Um, let them vent how they feel. You don't want to close those lines of communication with your children because if you do, where are they going to go? They're going to go out on the street. They might join a gang. They might take alcohol. They might take drugs to numb their pain because they can't come to you to vent. And even for counseling, I went for counseling. I still, uh, I go for grief counseling. I'm not ashamed. There's nothing wrong with counseling. And I have to say this story I hate when people say, or maybe I should use the word dislike, it ticks me off when people say, be strong. Don't tell people to be strong, folks. When you are strong, if you're a caregiver, you are strong. You've been strong. But we're human beings, and we have emotions, and we cry. And even men. Men should be allowed to cry. Boys should be allowed to cry when they're losing their loved ones. There's nothing wrong with that. Stop telling people not to cry. Stop telling people to be strong. We don't have to be strong. Um, and I don't, really don't care what people think because people get uncomfortable around those that are grieving. 
And I did a show. I don't need your permission to grieve. We don't need your permission to grieve. We don't need your permission to talk about our loved ones. They lived this life. They lived on earth. And we will talk about our loved ones. Um, I'm very strong about that. You know, we share it all the time here. That self-care is not selfish. It really isn't. And I say to people, I'm not the, you know, come on, be strong. But I will if somebody is talking to me or whatever. And I just, I don't know how I'm going to get through this or what. And, and I will say to them, well, you know, here's the thing. All I can say to you is everything that you've ever had to deal with, you're 100% getting through it because you're here. So you may not think you can do it, but guess what? You already are because you're here. So you still have gotten one foot in front of the other. Sometimes it may be harder than others. I watched things go with my daddy as he was dying and there was nothing I can do. It was in the midst of COVID. I couldn't even go see him. And he didn't have language, so I would sing to him over the phone and things to help him sleep, to help him eat. But you know what? Got through it. Live to tell the tale because you never know what you can do until you have to. That's true. And I tell people, Dory, this is how I feel. We all have strength. We're all strong. We just have to reach deep down and harness it. We have it. And to trust your gut instincts. Um, about yourself, your own health care, and your loved one. And if you don't feel peace about something, question a doctor. It's okay. That's is where education and knowledge is power so that you can educate yourself and know what you're talking about when you question a doctor about medication. If you see a side effect and the doctor, of course, might tell you, like he told me with Matt, oh, that can't happen. I went, oh, yes, it can. I looked it up in the PDR, and this is the side effect. Go look it up yourself. Um, you know, people don't realize doctors don't know diddly spit about medication. Mm-hmm. Your pharmacist does. This is why, you know, doctors prescribe things, and very often they don't even realize they're prescribing something that's counterintuitive to something that you're already taking. Your pharmacist will. That's why yeah. it's really important to have one pharmacy. One pharmacist, I remember my aunt getting a blood pressure medication and the pharmacist calling and saying, I want to talk to you. Come down. She's half a mile away. Came down. She said, look, I'm calling your doctor because what he's prescribed to you, this medication that you are taking, you can't take with this medication. And the one that you're taking already is something you have to take. This is something he's trying. And she called the doctor and was like, look, you can't just. You don't even have it in your notes because doctors don't study pharmacology. They just study medicine. And sadly, pharmaceutical companies fund medical school. So they are constantly pushing the new drug without even knowing what the side effects, like you said, where your doctor was like, that can't happen. It's like, uh, yes, it does. And here you go. Yes, yes. And that's true. But I myself, doctors don't believe me, I'm very super sensitive to medication very sensitive to medication. I mean, a quarter of um, my uh, Furacep pill for migraines knocks me out. <laughs> um, they don't uh, believe you. And then uh, you're right. You, a pharmacist, a good pharmacist is worth their weight in gold. I have to share this story. Um, I forgot what the name of the medication was, 
And this is when Matt was like in the early stages and this neurologist gave him this, I think it was like a, some kind of food supplement. And the, the pharmacist said, Betsy, don't give this to Matt. He doesn't need this now. Have him take this amino a capsule instead. And I listened to, to Harry and I'm glad I did. Good for you. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. I want you to think about what Betsy just said. And we're going to say thank you to our sponsors. And we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. In 2017, Unsilenced Voices was formed to help survivors of domestic abuse and gender-based violence worldwide. The organization currently serves Sierra Leone, Rwanda, Ghana, and the USA. In 2022, Unsilenced Voices gifted over $33,000 to survivors in the USA. And in Sierra Leone, there are over 26 young girls who have been rescued from sex trafficking and domestic abuse and now going through vocational training school in order to better their lives. We need your help. Donations are critical in order for us to continue our work. We also need volunteers to help with research and development. Please visit unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Again, unsilencedvoices.org. Are you going through a rough time right now? Are you healing through an illness? Creativity is there for you every chance and every moment of the day. Grab a pen, grab some paper, sketch, draw, write a play, do something. Get your mind off of that negative thing that's happening to you and reach across the barriers that stop you from growing. Creativity is your answer. And at Arate Gallery in New Hope, PA, we've launched a program with the help of our friends at Visit Bucks County. It's called Healing Through the Arts. Come join us, learn about programs to help you get through hard times, learn about how to cross cultural divides, break down communication barriers all through the creative process. We're showcasing great artists, wonderful healthcare practitioners will be joining us, and you can learn all about it at aretegallery.com. That's A-R-E-T-E gallery.com. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some... The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to 
stand-up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We're talking with Betsy Wurzel, who's the host of Chatting with Betsy on Passionate World Talk Radio and the creator and founder of Kick Alzheimer's Ass Movement Group on Facebook. And I want to talk to you a little about your group. What made you start the group and how'd you come up with the hashtag name? I like the <laughs> Alzheimer's Ass Movement hashtag. I like it. Um, thank you. I was in a dark place. Really dark uh, tunnel. I was actually, and I don't know why I would never take my own life, but I was actually idolizing and uh, fixated on the railroad tracks that work by where I worked. How were they feeling in the winter versus the summer? And it scared me. I'm like, why am I thinking that? I would never take my life. I got to get out of this hole. I didn't want to face what was coming down during. I just did not want to face mass deterioration. And I went, oh, no, I got to get out of this rabbit hole. I got out of the rabbit hole, and I started hashtagging, hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement. And I started to start a movement. And um, I met uh, my friend, Lori Lapour, and her sister was dying of um, some kind of dementia at the time. And she said, Betsy, why don't you start this? And I said, no, nah, I can't start a group. I'll wait till after Matt dies. I can't start it. A life coach told me to start it. And I'm like, no, I'm not a leader. I can't do it. And I said, no, you got to do this. So I started it. She helped me. And I started this group, hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement, so nobody should ever have to walk this journey alone, like I did for so many years before I went on groups on Facebook or after caregiving, because after caregiving is a whole nother journey. And uh, where people can feel safe to vent, to learn, and just to share. Nobody should um, be in this alone. And uh, I was uh, without support. And I feel like, you know what? I can't change this disease. I can't change the course. But I'm sure going to kick its ass the best way I can. And that's by living life, taking that out. We'd go out. And take your loved one out as much as you can while they still can go and enjoy themselves. And I would take pictures of Matt and I at Starbucks or at the mall. And people would say, Betsy, I'm going to start doing that. I see you doing it. I'm going to start doing it. And, you know, just celebrating their birthday and celebrating yours and holidays. And who cares if they don't remember? doesn't matter if they remember or not. You remember, celebrate it. I'm so glad I celebrated my last birthday and I have it on video of Matt helping me blow out the candle. Um, you know, you create precious memories that you will look back on when your loved one is gone and that will comfort you and you'll hear their voice when you see the video. Um, and I really encourage people, take videos, do little like uh, clips of their voice. So you can hear their voice once they're gone and it will bring you, it makes you cry. Yes, it makes me cry, but it also brings um, happiness to me. And Matt went on hospice three years ago at this time. And so the holidays are, are rough. 
and his memories of coming up where he's near the end are rough. And I will continue to post Matt's journey because I don't want people to forget about Matt or the journey that he had. And people have learned from his uh, journey. They said, Betsy, thank you for showing it. So now I know what to expect. Now everyone's different, but at least they have an idea of what to expect. But I believe, and I encourage people, Dory, we need to personalize this disease. We need to put a name and a face on this disease. We need to come out of the dementia closet and shine a light on our loved ones. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I was a caregiver. I'm still a caregiver, and I'm proud to be a caregiver. And let's take a lesson from our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ community. Be out and proud about being a caregiver. And if you had the mentor yourself, be out and proud. Speak up. We learn from each other. We learn stories. So share your experience, what you're going through, because this is how we learn. So I encourage everyone to speak up, be an advocate. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid what people think. I used to be very, <laughs> me in front of a camera, please. I was so self-conscious of myself. Still am. Don't like my voice, but it's the voice I have. So I'm using it. And, you know, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but that's okay. I'm going to keep doing my thing. What made you start a talk show? How did that happen? I love <laughs> that you have. <laughs> this is really funny. In 2017, I told Matt, I specifically remember saying to Matt, Matt, I can't promise you about placing you because I will have to place you if I have to. And he goes, no, no, you can't do that. I go, but I will tell you this, Matt, some way, somehow, I'm going to share your story to the world. Of course, he would say, booby, he called me booby, don't talk about me. A year later, Jeannie White, who's station manager, Passion World Talk Radio. So one of my videos that I did in my car, she contacted me, asked me for, uh, if I would do an interview on her show, and I said yes. Then she asked me to speak on her show weekly, which blew my mind. And I said, sure. And then after about 12 or 13 months, she said, Betsy, you should have your own show. Well, no, I can't interview people, Jeannie. I don't know how. She goes, you'll learn. And so I was given my own show, and I started out interviewing just caregivers, and then my CEO, Lillian Caldwell, at the credit her for getting me out of my comfort zone. She would send me press releases on people, and she said, Betsy, you could do it. And that's how I started to expand, and I interview anyone about anything, uh, not just caregivers, but people who were caregivers, people who have written books people who have a business that will help caregivers and even mental health issues, um, interview doctors, uh, really people from all walks of life. And it's funny because when a, the first publicist contacted me, I thought it was a prank. <laughs> I thought it was a scam. And I sent it to, to Jeannie. She goes, no, this isn't a scam. This is real. And like a publicist contacted me, why? <laughs> and she's like, well, why not, Betsy? You have a great show. So I was really very shocked. I was very shy and quiet growing up, very self-conscious, everything. And so, but I had to put that away to do what I believed I needed to do. And that was to raise awareness on 
especially on early onset Alzheimer's, to show Matt's picture and talk about caregiving. It's in my blood. It's something I can't walk away from. Uh, there's people who, after caregiving, don't want anything to do with it. I could understand that. You're burnt out. But this will always be a passion of mine. And I, as long as I could talk, think, I will continue to speak up about Alzheimer's, keep talking about Matt, and um, helping people. That's my mission and vision. That's what chatting with Betsy is to provide people with resources that I wish I knew about. I wish I knew about a death doula. I wish I knew about a geriatric case manager that could help me. I wish there were books when I was going through this to help me. I sure do. Well, I applaud you for what you're doing. I can't think of a better way to wrap this with what you just said because awareness is everything. And, and it is so important to advocate for yourself, for your loved ones, and not to just, like you said, the information is right there. You can find it. If you can binge on Netflix, you can binge on finding out what you need to know. And you can tune into Betsy's show and get to learn a whole bunch of things as well. Because, again, self-care is not selfish. It's so important. So, Betsy, what do you want to leave our listeners with and how may they reach out to you? Thank you, Dory, for having me on. And thank you, audience, for listening. If I could survive and thrive during caregiving, you can too. It's a mindset. Be determined you're not going to let any disease, whether it's Alzheimer's, cancer, whatever it is, defeat you. That even if you had that disease, you might have it but still live your life the best that you can with the days that you have left and enjoy your loved ones. Don't worry about what you're going to be like, how it's going to be like when they're near the end. Just enjoy them now. I know it's cliche, but all we have is now. And, um, you know, keep in living the present, but have your eye on the future and start thinking ahead what you're going to do after your loved one's journey is over. Find your passion. You'll find your purpose, I believe. I'm on uh, my show, Chatting with Betsy, is on Spotify, Spreaker, iHeart, Amazon uh, Music, and it's free to subscribe. Uh, Kick Alzheimer's Ass uh, Movement is on Facebook. And I have my own page, Betsy E. Wurzel, W-U-R-Z-E-L, on Facebook. Check me out. Um, You can see Matt's journey. All of Betsy's links are going to be live on Blog Talk Radio and wordofmomradio.com. And I encourage you to reach out. I really do. I encourage you to reach out as somebody who, you know, you never know when Alzheimer's is going to affect your life. You just don't know. And it is about awareness. And it is about realizing that you're not alone. And I think that that's probably the biggest gift you're giving people, Betsy. It's that you're making them realize they're not alone. So now I got so close. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Thank you. <clears throat> you're welcome. So again, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. I I really appreciate what you are doing, and I look forward to sharing your show. I I do, and I will be joining that Facebook group because oh, thank you. been there and understand it, and would love to be part of this kick Alzheimer's ass movement. I really would. So thanks for starting it. And I will see you there. And for 
all of you tuning in. Thanks for being here with us. We're going to close out our show with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. Sure of herself. Yes, she takes care of biz. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.